brothers. Stay here, brothers. Oh, yeah. Happy. Hello, welcome to Prince Try by Track. I'm your host, Darren. And today, we're going to be talking about Days of Wild. Um, I think I should put in parentheses live. Um, from Crystal Ball. Recorded January 1994 uh, and December uh, 1995 at Paisley Park. Released on the 29th of January 1998. On the track we have Prince, we have Michael B, Sonny T, Tommy Barbarella, Mr Hayes and a few samples from 99. Once again, 99 being sampled from songs that we never ever get to hear. Um, so... The track is 9 minutes and 19 seconds, uh, which makes it, I think, like the third longest track on Crystal Ball, which goes to show you how many long tracks there were on here. Yeah. Um, and joining me to talk about today is Christy Norman. Hello, Christy. Hi, Darren. It's nice to see you again. Glad to be back. And in terms of like a genre, uh, I guess you could say it's, I mean, to me, it feels like a very simple kind of like rock song. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and I don't know if that's just the live feel of it or, you know, the actual, because I mean, it was obviously, you know, a live recording. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know if maybe that's just like the, the live band makes it feel more rock than, you know, like an, an in-studio version would be. Because I feel like uh, around this time, obviously, you know, Days of World feels like a track that would have been on maybe MPG Exodus. And oh. I feel like the, sh the studio version of it maybe would have been, um, I don't know, maybe more kind of like quieter, maybe a bit more funky than kind of rock. Um, you know, because I mean, I only say that because it's mostly the band that was on MPG Exodus. Right. And also, you know, Exodus came out like about a month before this track was recorded. So, you know, okay. it feels to me very much like it would have been, you know, something that would have sounded more like a song of Exodus and would have been less kind of like rock based. Uh, but obviously, once Prince did it live, you know, then the band can't help but rocking out. Right. Well, in the beginning of this had the, uh, the MPG operator. So and I really thought that this would have been good on the gold experience. And I think it was originally tracked for that at one point. Um, but I just mean like this, the in-studio sound, like the, the kind of production sound, I have a feeling would have sounded closer to Exodus hmm. um, probably than... I'm saying that Exodus sounds roughly like, you know, Gold Experience anyway. They're kind of, they have the same kind of production sound, don't they? Fair, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, and it was released as a single on the 27th of June, 2002. Right. <laughs> yeah, years after, um, there was, which was actually an 11 minute version. Um, which was uh, because the one on Crystal Ball wasn't long enough. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there was an even longer version uh, that was uh, live in Montreal. Um, although apparently it wasn't actually re released, you know, wasn't recorded in Montreal. But for some reason, that is the title that was given oh, um, to the live version. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think also it was credited to Prince and the New Power Generation for the first time since Morning Papers that. Uh, you know, the band actually got a, a, a full credit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and the B-side was 1 plus 1 plus 1 equals 3, which is a live version of that, which again, feels like a really odd combination. Yeah. Um, considering kind of the language that goes on in Days of Wild, I find it odd that a track from Rainbow Children would be the B-side <laughs> Yeah, it. it really... <laughs> yeah. So we have we do have the return of the MPG operator, as you said, introducing us at the very top to uh, welcome to the, you just asked us, the wild experience. Mm -hmm. And we have <laughs> 99 telling us to... Hold on to your wits! Um, which... 
Which you always know, and makes it, me laugh. <laughs> yes, it's just funny. And that is, you know, that is like liberally used throughout the song. You know, anytime there's a gap, mm-hmm. um, Prince, Prince throws in a sample of "Hold On to Your Wigs." And even though the song has like a a rock feel, Prince is delivering most of the 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 kind of the vocals uh, in his rap voice. Um, you know, and th- you know this. You can tell this is like 1995 Prince because there is a lot of swearing. Yes, um, a lot, <laughs> a lot. Have to make sure I listen to the song with headphones on when the children are around because there's <laughs> yeah. really no part of the song that's safe, <laughs> which is yeah. fine. I, I like when Prince does this, but we have like a, a pop cultural reference where he says, "Back when Dick was fucking Liz." Yeah, and I is, okay. So I was thinking about that, and I'm like, I never really understood it, but it seemed like this like pop culture, but also kind of nostalgia. And so I was trying yeah. to figure out who Dick and Liz might be, and I think it's Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor. It is. Yes. Okay. That, the thing okay. is, that is that is exactly who to, who came to mind as soon as I heard it. Like. Even in like 1998. <laughs> See, and it so. never occurred to me. Never. Not once. Yeah. Not until like two <laughs> days ago when I was listening to the song and reminding myself of it. So yeah. it's like, oh, it's very, you know, the clouds parting, angels singing about <laughs> days of wild, which seems like a weird thing for angels to sing about. But okay. Yeah. I, I, I find it odd as well that, that like that's the reference that, that Prince goes for because obviously, well, because you know. Both of them were known for remarrying a lot of other people a number of times, and also they married each other twice. Right, and really, even in the mid '90s, that was kind of a old and dated reference. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> although although at the same time, you know, I think I'm I can't remember when Elizabeth Taylor married. Like uh, she married like a handyman who was like forty years younger than her. <laughs> yeah, and I think that might have been around this time. So it might have just been okay. that the fact that she was in kind of pop culture again for that marriage you know it, it was a bit notorious um the fact that basically he seemed like this this person seemed to be like a, a gold digger marrying you know elizabeth taylor for her money <laughs> um, well and then that's probably exactly what the case was but yeah although you know uh there's, there's nothing wrong with elizabeth taylor marrying someone 40 years younger than her just you know no i'm, I'm sure just she got something she wanted out of that to. deal I'm... yeah <laughs> uh yeah so i'm sure she did okay out of that deal um, but yeah, so, I mean, you know, Prince does tell us at the very beginning, um, all you sorry motherfuckers up against the wall, if you don't play, bite the dust. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's a very aggressive start. Um, and, you know, Prince says, you know, this is the brand new mad style. And then, he, of course, we get the sample, these are the days of wild. These days of wild, yeah. Which, you know, is something that will come back throughout the song. Um, you know, the, the kind of refrain of the days of wild. Later on in the song, the, it takes a turn in a slightly different direction. Which again pinpoints it to be like nineteen ninety five Prince, um, you know, with a, a chant with the audience. Um, yeah, which to- was totally sampled. These yeah. are the days. These are the days. Which had it been done like as a bootleg by a fan, I would have thought it was really cool. But uh, if you're purporting that it's live and. I, give me a real, really get the audience to say it for me, please. Yeah. Don't, I don't sample that. <laughs> yeah, it, it is this weird don't. thing that Prince had of like sampling things that could have just been sung live. And, yeah. and kind of just, I don't know, it's, it's one of those really weird things where I think maybe he just liked playing with the, with the sampler a, a bit too much. And he's just like, it's common with some of the choruses for songs around this time as well, where 
rather than Prince singing the chorus that had a repeated line, he would just sample the line, and you can kind of tell he's just playing a sample a few times rather than actually singing the chorus himself. Um, but yeah, you know, Prince introduces us to the idea of pop guns and weed blood the prees. We're we're too wise for nonsense, and it's like, and then we get this. This is where Prince. This is kind of the nursery rhyme style of rapping that Prince kind of did in the early days when he kind of started rapping where we have the you know the other 90s was better suited for that beers back when dick was fucking liz where before soda pop had fears don't blame it on your jockstrap full of jeers like the kind of i've and to finish on that one is i don't know it's it's such a it's such a weird direction for prince to go on but again i guess he's 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 pointing this at somebody who is not as good as him so I, I, I guess, guess uh, but know. I don't know. I always find it funny. Funny Prince is my favorite Prince, so. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, he says that mentality is so insane. I got a Tech 9 2 and it's called my brain. Yeah, um, he's, so, he's an Uzi. Yes. But I, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I think it's funny to say that after you've just had like four lines of like easy rhymes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, to trying to call yourself out as being this master with this great brain, but then you're like, you've literally just done like nursery rhyme like rapping just before this it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're really you know at the top of your game um but uh yeah i, I don't know i mean i i think think like it, it goes in an interesting direction for the second verse as well because you know prince says <laughs> he says a woman every day should be thanked not disrespected not raped or be or spanked and if I were a woman ever did, uh, and if a woman ever said I did, she's a motherfucking liar, liar. and I'm a set-up kid. And it's like, yeah. I, I don't know where that's come from. You know, um, you know, Prince was known for basically being like a serial monogamist. Um, right. You know, he, wasn't, he wasn't known for, um, you know, attracting, you know, people who said that he did anything like sexually inappropriate like no you know he that was and, not an accusation that was ever something that was no so it just seems weird an issue that for him it seems weird that he's kind of put it in this verse like that if anyone does say that then they're a liar and it's i don't know it's, it's just a, it's just a really weird kind of direction for the second verse to take especially because you know he says I'm going to tear that shit up you all that's my style these <laughs> are the days of well like literally straight away he's back into the chorus line and you're like yeah, and a violent I, one, yes. Yeah, it's like I, I it that just stands out as one of the kind of odder things in this song, which is a song that is very odd from top to bottom anyway, um due to the kind of mix of like rock and rap. Once again, Prince, yeah. you know, inventing a genre um years yeah. before Limp Bizkit even got near it. Um <laughs> again, we kind of have this whole thing of Prince bragging, you know, where he, he talks about, you know, I'm I'm putting on something that uh, another won't dare. It's freezer burn compared uh-huh. to cool. cool. If you got the loot, then who's a fool? Everybody uh-huh. want to take the stand. Mind your own motherfucker. Let a man be a man. I'm tearing shit up with all. That's my style. Uh, these are the days of the wild. You know. Yeah, I think he's just like this. I'm unique, and you should embrace your uniqueness as well. And it's all cool and a freezer yeah. burn, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, you know, of course, you know, he, he also says I play the bass and you know yeah. starts playing some bass uh, which he which, does very yeah, well yeah which, I, I feel like maybe sunny team might be feel a little marginalized at this particular time because he's <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm literally standing right here prince <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Uh, he's standing right next to Prince. I think it's probably okay. Yeah, he's like, you know, I've just spent my entire time singing co-lead vocals on an album where you pretended your name was Tora Tora. Feels like you should be giving <laughs> me some kind of credit. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's, 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 you know, towards the end we get this, you know, Minneapolis, can you do me a favor? I need to hear your voices tonight. Uh, I want to check the choir. Everyone in the whole building, free the slave. Can you say that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. I cannot because I really I had not a lot of patience for the rich man and the whole slave thing to this extent. I get it. I understand. But to get the audience to cheer free the slave for you, uh -uh, I'm not I'm not on board with this. that's that's where this like goes off the rails a little bit for me you know prince still keeps with the whole you know um directing the band where he says give me a beat and you know too funky like kind of, so it's obvious he's directing the band while in between the crowd are chanting free the slave right and, and then he does actually say everybody's got a little slave in them tonight um which <laughs> i don't know i guess if prince hasn't got a name at this point referring to himself as the slave the slave I, yeah, you know, I, I guess, guess that's fair. You know, I guess that's, that's the, in this particular song, that feels like the only way that he's referring to himself. But yeah, and then, you know, I mean, uh, it kind of keeps going on, you know, with the hold on to your wigs, these are the days of wild, free to slave. Like, it kind of just keeps repeating itself for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does go on too long. Yeah, for nine minutes and 19, I feel like there's about three or four minutes of that you probably could have lost and, you know, it would have been okay. Um, yeah. And, you know, but we finish with Prince saying on the one, and then obviously the band stop and, you know, we then get Welcome to the Dawn, which we've just accessed. Uh, right. Well, which, you know, I guess because the next CD actually has Welcome to the Dawn on, this is about the closest we've ever got to, you know, an MPG operator telling us about the Dawn and then the Dawn actually turning up. So, if, if yeah. you know, you're, you're only, I don't know, like 15 songs away from the Dawn. So it, it's <laughs> it's kind of nice that at this point they're finally like, you're finally like, oh, after years of hearing, you know, Welcome to the Dawn and seeing on pretty much every single album, you know, May You Live to See the Dawn. Finally, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we have the MPG operator telling us something that will come true very soon. Yeah. I, I think, that, you know, I've said this before, but I think the whole thing of Prince putting experience after everything did kind of get a bit tedious. <laughs> it's like, like no. you know, you have the hate See, experience and the, the gold experience. It didn't bother the, me at all. Yeah, but <laughs> like at a certain point, it's like the word experience kind of loses all meaning if everything is an experience. And... It's like when you say banana too many times and suddenly it doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean anything. Yeah. yeah. So um, I feel like there's a song we're going to talk about where a a word will be repeated a number of times and it'll lose all meaning. Uh, Not that it has much meaning to start off with, but, you know, we'll get onto that in a few tracks time. But yeah, I don't know, like the idea of being welcome to the wild experience and then halfway through it just turns into Prince saying free the slave for three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Call it the slave experience, maybe. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't feel like we're getting wild very much. It feels like we're, we're just kind of reinforcing Prince's side of the argument in terms of the Warners dispute. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I had no problem with Prince wanting to get his masters and be free, you know. No, me either. But, but when he's doing it from the point of view of a person who is living in a $20 million mansion and has a $100 million contract, there's very little sympathy that can be gained from calling yourself a slave. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. I did have one more note about the about the song itself, the lead line, and yeah. I didn't know this, um, is Caravan, which was written by Duke Ellington and Juan Tizzle in 1936. And so I was like, what? 
So I went and listened to it because, you know, YouTube has everything and Apple Music has everything. And sure enough, it's the same lead line as Days of Wilds. And it was really, it was kind of neat to realize, oh, this is where he's drawing some of his inspiration from. And yeah, it was good. It was just a note. Yeah. And um, is that is that the song that appears in uh, that song with the drummer, the film with the drummer? What is that film with the drummer? Whiplash. I don't yeah. know. Does it? Oh, yes. 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 It's it's funny because I think Caravan is the main song in Whiplash, even though there is a song called Whiplash. I, yeah, it yeah. is. And I didn't realize it. <laughs> I knew it sounded familiar when I saw Whiplash and couldn't quite make the connection. And there yeah. it is. Days of Wild and Duke Ellington. <laughs> I'm guessing that it was out of copyright, which is why Prince gets away with not having to credit uh... it. Because 1936, right, what would it be, 70 years? Yes. So, depend, oh, it's 50 years after publication, I think. So 86, it probably went out of. I think yeah. so. So, yeah, so yeah. he gets away with not having to credit it. <laughs> but, uh, right. yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, you, you can kind of hear it. Um, and it's worth saying as well that uh, despite Prince um, vowing, you know, taking a vow of, uh, of uh, not swearing, um, he performed this song for many, many years after he loved yeah. this song he played it a ton yeah, so he you know before it was officially released he would have it in a medley with another song called hair which i don't think right. has ever been released apart from a version that was on the shaka khan album um so but the prince version has never been released so um you know it, it, he would kind of combine those two songs before they officially were released and then after it was released and everyone had heard it from 98 onwards he basically performed it on pretty much every single tour all the way up until you know his final tour um you know so i don't know i guess he you know he just really enjoyed this song um i'm guessing in later years he probably replaced the free the slave chant with something else oh uh, yeah because you know, i feel like it would have just omitted that bit. yeah you know but I, I mean i i can only imagine that he basically censored himself <laughs> singing most of the lyrics later on or probably change some of the lyrics to um, you know make it kind of fit with his uh, his new thoughts on uh, on, on whether right. or not people should be swearing you know Larry <laughs> Graham obviously influencing Prince there a little bit um, but yeah so you know mm-hmm. I, I think like you say it does go on a little bit too long and you know the free the slave thing you know when I even when I heard it in 98 I was like seriously you know you've already won um <laughs> like yeah. if you wanted to you yeah you're you've already told us about your big white mansion yeah you know so so <laughs> you could have easily you know you could have easily cut the last kind of four minutes off and just had it kind of fade out before we get into that whole free the slave stuff well um, yeah and as much fun as it was live i would have liked an official release of studio yeah version. it w- yeah it would have been nice for them to actually kind of go into the studio and, and do something kind of more concrete um although at the same time i feel like 99 you know she was so mistreated by Prince. Like she recorded like a whole bunch of songs with Prince and then literally right. Prince never released any of those songs, but just kept sampling them. Um, so it feels mm-hmm. like, I don't know if, 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 you know, the Prince estate ever get to it, it would be nice to hear whatever album 99 actually recorded. So we can hear where all these different right. samples came from. Um, Cause you know, I'm, I don't know what song would have hold onto your wigs as like a, a line in it, but it would just be nice to hear that song. <laughs> Um, so I would say I probably couldn't go higher than, you know, a three out of five. Um, you know, I, I like I do enjoy listening to this song and it's always nice to hear kind of like, you know, the live feel and hear Prince, you know, with the band. And, you know, this is you know, this is one of my favorite Prince bands, you know, the whole Michael B. Sonny T 
Tommy Barbarella. Like right. th- that's like the core of my favorite kind of Prince band. So it's nice to hear them, mm-hmm. you know, doing something live. But I just feel like the song needed to be shorter. Um, or, you know, we needed a studio version. Like, you know, take your pick. Like you sticking out a nine, nine right. minute version, which has the chant of free the slave just feels a little bit self-indulgent. You know, even for an album that is being charged for $50 and being stuck in a plastic crystal ball, you know. <laughs> yes, fair, fair. Um, I would probably go three and a half out of five, only just because I like the song so much. It's really, it's so, it's fun, it's catchy. He loved it, played it a ton. So I would say three and a half out of five for me. Yeah. Only because it's too long. Yeah. I, 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 you know, the thing is as well, you know, I'm not, I'm not averse to like a long print song. You know, the title track of this album no. is a great, you know, it uses the, t- it loses, uses the 10 minutes wisely. This just feels like a, you know, an indulgence for right half the, half the running time. And, and that's, that, yes. that's the kind of thing that puts people off long songs is just like, you know, if you're not, if you're not bringing anything new, you know, eight minutes in, then we we could have we yeah we could have we could have stopped at minute six and we would have still had the same effect right um so anyway i feel we said about as much as we can about days of wild so uh let's go to plugs is there anything that you wish to plug sure um i have two podcasts actually i co-host a podcast called the mountains and the sea a prince podcast where we look at a prince album and find our high and low and then we devote another episode or two to uh, supplemental materials different singles, videos, whatever else he had going on. Um, you can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast, or Facebook, the Mountains and the Sea of Prince podcast. I also co-host a podcast called Killer Fun, where we look at the intersection of crime and entertainment. You can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast or you can email us, not sure where you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Chris. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And otherwise, hold on to your wigs. Oh.